BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in beautiful Malibu, California to face the Pepperdine Waves. And the Cougars, man, they are flying high after last Saturday's come-from-behind 75-73 to overtime victory over the Dons of San Francisco. Man, what a game. What a finish. The Cougars found themselves down by six. Let's paint the picture. They were down six points with 30. 39 seconds remaining. All they did was fight back to trail by three with 11 seconds remaining. After inbounding the ball to TJ Haas, here's what happened. TJ lets it bounce to him. Picks it up in backcourt. Now down to 10. TJ, front court left wing. Elijah for three in the top. That's good. He got oh! Elijah Bryant. Got a to go. Down to four. Down to three. Ferrari with two and with one. Shoots and misses. What an absolute, a, a fantastic shot by Elijah Bryant to send BYU into overtime. In OT, BYU would win by two and move its record to 20-7 and seven overall, 9-5 and five in the West Coast Conference. Such a big win and a confidence booster for BYU as they head out on the road for three out of their next four games. Now, TJ Haas was brilliant once again, as I mentioned, scoring a game-high 26 points. Yoli Childs had 20, and Bryant finished with 14. Now it is officially on to the waves. And BYU has actually beaten Pepperdine already. They beat them back on January 11th, 83-63 in Provo. Here's the scary part, though. The Cougars, they've actually lost the last four in Malibu, which is kind of crazy. The waves are in last place in the West Coast Conference at 1-13. and Worst team record-wise in the conference. And as crazy as it might sound, tonight's game is actually pretty big. Because of the recent history and with the game at San Diego on Saturday, This is a game that the Cougars must come out with intensity and focus. And quite frankly, after a game like last Saturday, I would assume that will not be a problem at all. This team is coming in, as I mentioned, uh, riding high, feeling good, and having a lot of confidence behind them. Now, the unknown aspect about tonight is how the Waves players handle things after the news that head coach Marty Wilson will be let go after the season. We found that out a couple of days ago. Do they rally? Do they shut it down? Ultimately, I really don't think it's going to make a difference one way or the other. BYU is the better team, and it really shouldn't matter. Tonight's player interview is with team captain Luke Worthington. Always like talking with Luke. In fact, this is probably it's at least the second or third time he's joined me here uh, for our uh, Cougar pregame live player interview. Luke's coming off a five-point performance against the Dons. He's had a couple of career highs in recent games. He's playing really well, and he's uh, put back into the starting lineup, which uh, looks like it's helped. He's one of those team guys that whatever Coach Rose has asked him to do, if he wants him to start, he's going to do it. If he wants him to come off the bench, he's going to do it. That's just the type of guy he is, and his teammates absolutely Absolutely love him. Here's my chat with the junior big man, Luke Worthington. All right, I know it's all about getting the W, moving on to the next game, but did you guys as a team allow yourself a little bit more time to celebrate what took place last Saturday against San Francisco? Yeah, of course. It was, it was exciting. I don't think, you know, 
there's there's any denying when when you're in a game like that it's it's an exciting time to get a win and there's few guys who actually experience those kind of wins um, with a comeback and so little time and all that stuff. So it took everybody, and we were just so happy to walk away with with that one, especially at home. When stuff happens like that, and as you mentioned, it doesn't happen all the time, mm-hmm. how, how difficult is it to kind of calm down after a game like that, after you, you get so energized with stuff like that? Uh, I mean, a win's a win, and I think after any win, you get pretty excited. So obviously with this one, there's a little added emotion, but, you know, whether it be... Utah or at UVU or Utah, some of these games that are, you know, maybe have a little bit more behind them. Um, You get really excited for those kind of games. So, again, you just get back to practice on Monday, Tuesday, and, you know, really after the weekend, you're on to the next one. So. Coach was talking uh, upstairs about not just that game, speaking of the San Francisco game, but the, a couple of games prior to that, the, the turnover numbers have been uh, increasing mm-hmm. uh, more than what he would like. What do you attribute that to right now? Um, I think the time of the year. I mean, at this time of the year, you see a lot of crazy stuff happening in college basketball in general, and there's no game, really, <laughs> at this time of year that, that isn't pretty close. I think the teams are pretty well scouted, and they're going to defend you with their best. Um, they're going to have all hands on deck when it comes the second time around. So I think, um, in part, you have to give the other teams credit, but also... Um, you can't get bored with the details, and occasionally on a team you want to just make a play or make a new play, something that's different as opposed to just making the simple one. So I think as we just remember the simple, basic concepts of our offense and then also um, just do a good job of executing those simple plays that, that will decrease that turnover ratio. For you personally, over the last little while, you've had a couple of games where you got a career high and then you followed that up with another career high. How are you feeling out there right now? Good, good, confident. I feel confident both in the games and in practice, so it's been um, cool for me to be able to contribute in that way. I always feel like the most important thing for me is is just being able to contribute, whether it's on the offensive or defensive end. And so, um, you know, if that leads to wins or if it leads to more success by our team, then then I'm happy about it. As one of the team captains, when you get – towards the end of the year and the regular season's kind of winding down and you want to make sure everyone maintains focus. Have you had to address that at all, or is this team not one of those teams that needs to needs to be reminded of that? When it comes to um, team chemistry, there's very little to address, which I think as a team captain is probably one of the biggest blessings you can have on a team. It's been, um, it's been really nice because we're just all really close. Mm-hmm. So if there is ever anything to address... Um, you have very few blow-ups on this team, which is important, especially this time of the year as you're winding down. And guys, you know, bodies or minds can get a little tired or weak or maybe say things or do things that they don't actually mean. But in all reality, I feel like um, everyone's pretty locked in on the same agenda. We just want to win as many games as we can and have a successful rest of the year. Well, and you've told me in the past that you and this team really like to go on the road. Well, you've got out of your last four, three out of the last four are all away what kind of an opportunity is that for you guys before Vegas? An opportunity to catch some rays, I think, at the beach a little bit. No, it's, um, Malibu and then yeah, San Diego. It's yeah. not a bad trip. Yeah, it'll be pretty nice. Um, no, but I think it'll definitely prepare us for Vegas being on the road. I think we, we've done really well so far on the road, and especially in this conference. Um, um, in a couple of, of hostile gyms, we haven't walked away with as many wins as we would have wanted, especially in the big games. But um, I think... I think we're well-equipped. I think by the way that we play, we kind of take our game wherever we go. It's not a matter of being in the Marriott Center, even though we love it here. Um, I think we'll, we'll be really successful in these last few games. 
You've already beaten this team in Provo. Now you're heading to their place. Some added news today. I don't even know if, you, if you've heard of this at this point, but their coach, they've agreed to part ways at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be some weird emotions. What, what do you expect when you face this team again? A game, a really good game. I mean, there's always something. Going into a game, there's always something. I mean, it's always a different circumstance, and the reality is when it's conference play, a game is a game. I mean, you just have to go out there and play the best you can. It doesn't matter where the team is in the standings. It doesn't matter how many wins they have on the year. The score always starts 0-0. Zero to zero. So, you know, you need to go in there with the right mindset, execute what we do, put everything else aside, try and get all the distractions we can out of our head and just, just play the game the way it's supposed to be played and hopefully we'll come away with a win. Not that it's a distraction, but in, in terms of uh, destinations mm-hmm. in the WCC, is, is Malibu right at the top, if not at least close to it? Well, that, those are the games that my family's coming to. You know, they always, they always come to a couple road games a year. And I say to them, you know, it would be really fun if you came up to, you know, Spokane or a couple of these other places. And they're like, no, I think – the Pepperdine and the, and the San Diego games sound pretty interesting. So those are the ones that they always catch. So clearly I think there's a little bit of, um, I don't know, reward when you get to go on the road to those places. Absolutely, especially when you come away with W's. Luke, appreciate the time. Thanks. Yep, thanks a lot. Yeah, I honestly cannot uh, – I can't think of a better two-game trip. Yeah, let's go, uh, let's go, watch, uh, let's go watch Luke play in Malibu and in San Diego. Uh, it's a beautiful area, and I appreciate Luke Worthington once again joining me here on Cougar Pregame Live. It's always a pleasure to talk with the BYU captain. All right, coming up on the other side, we're going to talk with Mark Durant coming up a little bit later on. But next, we'll go over some scores in top 25 college basketball. We'll let you know who else is playing tonight in the WCC+. Plus. Several other BYU teams are in action. I'm talking about BYU women's basketball. We've got uh, softball and men's volleyball all in action right now. We'll update you on all those scores. Coming up next, this is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 66, now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back in. Getting you ready for the Cougars and the Waves. BYU at Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu tonight. The tip-off from Southern California coming your way in just a little over 45 minutes from now. But the men's team, not the only BYU team in action. In fact, three other BYU teams are playing right now. We will start with action happening right now in the third quarter at the Marriott Center. BYU women's basketball hosting Pepperdine, and they are absolutely taking care of business. It is 54-25 in favor of BYU. Four minutes to go in the third quarter. Also tonight, number seven, BYU men's volleyball at number 10 Grand Canyon. First ever meeting between these two teams, and so far it has been all BYU. The Cougars lead two sets to none. They won set number one over Grand Canyon 25-17, set number two 25-20, and in set number three they have a six-point lead at 10-4. to Now I know that they were trying at Grand Canyon University trying to get a set an attendance record today. I, I don't know what that is, if they've done that, but you can rest assured uh, there's a reason why they did this when BYU was coming in with all of the Cougar fans uh, that live down there in the uh, the Phoenix metro area. Uh, if I get any information on that, I'll let you know. But uh, that's certainly what they were trying. And with BYU in town, that uh, would make a lot of sense that they do that. Also, BYU softball taking on Hawaii. Unfortunately for 
BYU. It's not in Hawaii. This game being played at a neutral site in Las Vegas. They are in the top of the second, and BYU leading Hawaii three to nothing. All right, WCC games tonight. One in action currently. Number nine, Gonzaga hosting LMU. Right now, the Zags blanking the Lions. It is 12-0 in favor of the Bulldogs with 16.30 to go in the first half later on tonight. Pretty big game. San Diego hosting Pacific. Santa Clara travels to Portland to take on the Pilots. And then number 15, St. Mary's, is in San Francisco to face the Dons. Top 25 action. Games going on right now. It is number 8, Ohio State, trailing at Penn State. Nittany Lions with a 45-21 lead at the half. Also in the first half, number 17, Arizona, leads at number 25, Arizona State. 13 to 6 and uh, everything else so far is a final it was Houston taking down number 5 Cincinnati 67 to 62 number 19 Wichita State on top of Temple 93 to 86 Wisconsin takes down number 6 Purdue 57 to 53 another Thursday night of action where there's several upsets in the top 25 other local teams in action right now Southern Utah leads 42-40 on the road at North Dakota Coming up later on tonight, Weber State will take on Portland State. The University of Utah just underway at Washington. Huskies leading Utah 16-15 with 13 minutes to go in the first half. Also, uh, the Utah Valley Wolverines hosting New Mexico State in Orem. That game tied at 10 apiece with 15-12 to go in the first half. All right, coming up on the other side, we will talk with Mark Duran. Our courtside conversation from Firestone Fieldhouse comes next. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the New Skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. BYU on the road tonight, taking on Pepperdine. That's where we are going to go now, Malibu, California. Site of Firestone Fieldhouse. Game tonight tipping off in just about 40, 45 minutes from now. Joining me, our courtside conversation, Mark Durant, who I'm going to assume, since he spent the early part of the day at the happiest place on earth, is in a pretty good mood right now. Man, we had a great time. I've got my uh, wife and my son Dane and my daughter Stratton. We just hung out at Disneyland, California Adventure. So life is good in the, I mean, Jason, come on, man, 75 degrees, just picture perfect, not a cloud in the sky. The only thing I've got is the traffic here. You have to sell your traffic soul to live in such a beautiful place. But other than that, man, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. It snowed earlier today and I had to wear a coat. Uh, So that's awesome. That's awesome. So happy for you right now. Here's the most important question. I'm such a, Jason, I'm such a summer guy. It's just sheer torture for me to live in Utah. So rather than your snide remarks there, why don't you be happy for your brother that gets a little respite from the cold, dark winter? I said I'm so happy for you. That was so sincere. I I don't know. I know. I know. Uh All right. No, here's the most important question. Are you wearing the kitten shirt right now? The kitten shirt is is on me. It's it's uh, but I'm not visible. It. No, it's on me. I, you'll you'll see okay. the fan across on the TV, and it's it's full front. Now my wife earlier this week 
said she was going to wash it, you know, which is bad luck to begin with. But the power of the kitten shirt will survive that. But she rips a hole in it. It, it was reminiscent of the uh, the leg lamp scene in the Christmas story, I think. And she's, she's trying to, to ruin the kitten shirt. But I'm wearing it anyway with great pride, and it's going to help the Cougars to break the streak here in Malibu where they haven't won for I can't remember how long, and uh, th- this is going to make the difference. Well, it certainly made the difference against San Francisco on Saturday. Have you ever seen a game like that? That was crazy. That was really crazy. So only one other time you remember the TCU game in the Marriott Center. That, <laughs> That's right. Those are the two biggest comebacks I can remember, and I think the key is just to give up all hope because there's been two games this year, Jason, and you know the one very well at UMass out in the, out in the at Barclays in Center. Yep. In Brooklyn. I, I had completely given up hope, getting down, what, 10 in the last under five minutes. And <laughs> the second that I gave up all hope, that was when things turned around. And I'd given up all hope with 30 seconds to go, and BYU uh, pulls it out. So maybe I should give up hope a little earlier. Maybe that's the lesson to be learned. But... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was remarkable. In those situ- I talk about this a lot, Jason. In those situations, virtually everything has to go right for you, and the other team has to make big mistakes. And you got a couple missed free throws. You got the turnover. You got the foul on Jashir on the end one. Now, BYU did give up the long pass layup, but that actually may have been uh, some good strategy, as they say, from Coach Rose to let him <laughs> get a quick bucket that quickly to give time to come down and, and get that Bryant three. But truly remarkable. I mean, it was so fun. It was frustrating, very frustrating to have to be in the situation to need a miracle, but it was sure gratifying to to see those guys not give up, make big plays at the end, and find a way to get that W. You mentioned the UMass game and the way that BYU came back and, and won that game in dramatic fashion. After that game, BYU went on an 11-game winning streak. Can the game at San Francisco, or, or better yet, maybe this is a better question, what can that victory over San Francisco do for BYU now, do you think? Well, I, I think uh, it, it will give you a mindset that, you know, in any game, in any situation, because they're going to be in a similar situation again, that they're going to have a belief that, yeah, we can get this done. We can, we can win this game. And uh, I think that goes a long way, but... To be honest with you, Jason, I, I, I just, I, I didn't, you know, as great as that, I, I mean, I felt amazing. I mean, that was as fun a game as I've ever seen. But I, I came away feeling a little bit empty that BYU struggled with San Francisco at home. Now, San Francisco had a great game plan, executed it well, played great. But you, you just you, you just can't have that. You've got to win those games and win them handily at, at home. And what that tells me is there's not a single game that BYU will play from here on out that, they're not in danger of, of losing. Now, that's always the case, but really, I mean, it, it, I think it's going to be a struggle almost every game to get a win because teams kind of figured BYU out a little bit, have a good scouting report, know the, know the way they have to play against BYU to have a chance. And uh, and, and BYU, I, I don't know. I don't know where they're, they're at. Maybe that San Francisco game will give them that, that shock therapy they need, but, you know, I, this is a game, Pepperdine at the bottom of the conference, this is a game that I shouldn't be worried about. I'm very worried. Not not just because of what's happened the last few years here, but just watching that San Francisco game. I just, I don't know, I, I need some validation from these guys that, that they're going to be better from here on out. And that San Francisco game did not give me that validation. If anything, it, it 
brought a lot, a lot more concerns up in my mind. So we'll see. I mean, I, I don't want to be too much of a bummer because that was really cool. But, uh, but uh, I mean, you got a, you've got three tough, three, four tough games here next couple weeks in conference tournament. You got to play better than they did Saturday. I mean, just got to, or else you know it's going to be a little bit more of the same. And you got to be playing your best basketball getting to the conference tournament. That's what I want, and I didn't see that the other night against San Francisco. I need to correct myself. I, I mentioned that uh, the UMass win started an 11 game winning streak. It was a nine game winning streak. So uh, my bad. Uh, but uh, you know, it sounded better. Not, 11 sounds better than nine, but nine is <laughs> actually the ac- wasn't it 17? Jason? I think it was a 36 game winning streak. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so one of the factors, and maybe it's a factor, I guess we really don't know, and, and I'm going to go with Coach Rose on this, who when asked earlier this week, he said, I'm not sure what kind of an impact it will have. And I'm talking about the news that Marty Wilson uh, will will be relieved of his duties at season's end. W- what type of impact, positively or negatively, do you think that has on a game like this tonight? Yeah, super weird. Super weird. That, I mean, the fact that he's going to coach out the season, I I don't know that happens very often, but I really like Marty's had great success more more so than any other conference team other than Gonzaga and St. Mary's against BYU. Uh, you know, so he, he's a good coach. Uh, and notwithstanding how amazing the scenery is here, I mean, it's, I think it's hard to get quality guys here, but he's, he's done a good job. And it's, it's, so when, you, when, you, when you're in that situation, it's really one of two. It's re- rarely ever you just kind of keep playing like you normally have. It's either they play amazing uh, because either they're freed or they want to show everybody or they want to win one for their coach uh, or they fall apart. So I'm hoping it's the, the fall <laughs> apart thing. But what you got to do when you're facing a situation, whether, whether it's a coach or whether a team loses their star player, we saw that with Weber State earlier, you got to come out and just crush them, crush any hope. They've got this flicker of hope, crush it for the first five minutes. Otherwise... They're going to really get some inspiration. They're in the game. I think this is this is it. We're going to do it for Coach. And uh, so I, I hope BYU comes out really physical, really tough. They've missed that several games this season. And just squash any kind of hope. It's, I know it's not a very Christian thing to do, Jason, but just <laughs> – just quench every, I mean, just stomp on it. And uh, and I think if BYU can do that, this should be a game they should win. But, man, we've seen, said that last few years. Mark, great stuff. Let's see. You've been to Disneyland today. You're wearing the kitten shirt. I am feeling awesome about BYU's chances tonight. I don't know what else I can do, Jason. You I've have done, done everything do. you can do, Mark. You've done it. You've done it all. <laughs> great stuff, Mark. Right, Appreciate brother. it. We'll hear you with Greg coming up. See you. All right. That is Mark Durant, our courtside conversation, and that's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll get you back to Firestone Fieldhouse for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California. A beautiful setting 
that belies the difficulties BYU has faced here over the years. The Cougars have lost their last four games in this intimate venue. BYU out to turn the tide in this Oceanside Arena, just as Pepperdine seeks to turn the page, having announced two days ago that head coach Marty Wilson is being let go at the conclusion of the current season. My name is Greg Rubel, joined courtside by former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, the decision to release Coach Wilson, uh, indicative of the kinds of struggles Pepperdine's had this season. They're 4-22 and on the year, 1-13 and in the WCC. And this kind of has to be the year that, uh, you'd think, finally gets one back right after four straight losses uh, here by the seaside. Yeah, maybe, Greg, this is the year of breaking the streaks. I mean, BYU had the win streak up at Gonzaga, and LMU had, had a win streak against LMU, and they snapped both of those streaks. So why not snap a streak in the other direction and get a win here in Firestone, Greg? I, I think they certainly can. I mean, they've, they've got a lot of young guys, and Kobe Ross really good. they got some good players, but with the turmoil going on, the season they've had, there's a lot of new guys in here, man. It's got to be this one, right? It's got to be. I mean, if you can't win here, I mean, that's that, – I don't even want to contemplate that. I got the kitten shirt on. So, man, <laughs> if you can't win with me on the kitten shirt in this situation, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But I think this is the one, Greg. I'm going for a victory here in Malibu. All right, coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here, Harden. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and Pepperdine coming up. Top of the hour. The Waves have won four of the last nine meetings. Make it five of the last nine against BYU, including the last four in this building. Pepperdine has only one league win this year, though. But of their six last six conference losses five have been by single digits Dave Rose's teams have uh, played with fire and been burned here before he knows the waves will be motivated especially to play for their departing head coach and that fact alone could uh, take the waves recently improving play up a notch here tonight yeah I, I you know I give a um, just a, a lot of credit to Marty Marty is he, he is a not only is a really good coach he's just he's a great guy and you can tell that um, these players, I mean, they're, they're playing hard and they're playing for them. And, and, and that's, what, I mean, you talk about a challenge when, you, when you've had that little of success, you know, over the course of your whole year and all the challenges with all the injuries. And, you know, I, I don't understand it sometimes. I mean, we, 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 as coaches and the whole athletic profession, you encourage these kids to, you know, play to the minute, to, I mean, to the last second, to play to the end, to fight together no matter what the odds are. And, and then, you, you know, you don't get the same uh, opportunity maybe from your administration or whoever the people are to to take your guys. I mean, the, the way this is set up is, you know, Marty could go on a run here, win four games in a row, get to the tournament, win three games in a row, and be playing in the NCAA tournament without a job. And, and maybe maybe they would change their mind then. But, uh, you know, I, I just believe one of the great things about sport is that you never know what's going to happen until you the clock runs out. And I wish more guys would get a chance. So clearly, the timing of this thing took you off guard. Well, I, that's the thing. I've had so I've had really close friends over the years in here that have you know uh, you know lost their jobs. But the ones that lose them in the season, you know, I, I am you know happy that they've allowed him to continue to coach uh, because because he can 
you know, he can still preach that to his guys that he's going to go down to the, uh, you know, down to the, the last second with his guys, with this team. And uh, I think that's a really, you know, a, a really good thing. But it's uh, it's difficult to to be able to, to you know, to manage what everybody's thinking. Uh, but we all know. I mean, we, we do know that this is a really competitive business. And you don't get a chance to do this unless you win a lot of games. And uh, so I... I like I said, I'm, I'm making comments on a lot of things. I don't really understand what's really happening. Mm-hmm. But from, from the outside, I wish Marty the very, very best. He's he's a quality guy. I've known him for over 20 years. And and uh, he does things right. He, he does things the right way. And and uh, I wish him the very best. And he's been a great wave for a long time, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the story is, is tremendous. It's a, it's a movie. Hollywood ought to come over here. And, uh, you know, he played here. Met his wife here. They've all his family's graduated here. His son is the manager on the team right now. Junior will graduate next year. All four of them are will have Pepperdine degrees, and so uh, you know it's. Uh, I think emotionally that probably just makes it a lot tougher, you know, because he is so invested in the school, and the school's been such a good thing for him and his family. You talk about playing to the final second. You're coming off that very kind of game in your last game. Yeah, and and, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm I really like the feeling of our guys. You know, I think that uh, they found, um, you know, they, they they found something in a really challenging time where they've all were able to, to to watch each other participate and win, and and I, that 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 can do nothing except you know uh, help your team and help your chemistry and help help the guys. I think that uh, we've had a good week of practice. This is a really challenging road trip, and and yep. you know uh, what happens here in the next day, no matter you know today or tomorrow. I mean Saturday, uh, there's still a lot of basketball to be played, but we can really make some steps forward here. Uh, we've lost our last two road games, which you know is something we need to flip. Uh, this thing, this team has been a good road game uh, team. Uh, you know, starting in November, yep. we went to Princeton and won, and so you know, hopefully we can get back on track, get a little bit more help from our bench. The, me as a coach have a little more confidence in those guys, and then the, them actually performing. Hopefully, our uh, our big three, the guys that we've been counting on all year long, will all be able to stay in the game, stay out of foul trouble, and be able to. To, to, to play well tonight, and uh, I, I just think that this time of year, there's a lot of really good things that can happen to, uh, to get you prepared for what's next. Hope those good things all happen tonight, Coach. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming up next, live from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and in! This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening once again from Firestone Fieldhouse. You're in Malibu, home of the Pepperdine Waves, destined for a bottom-tier finish in the West Coast Conference, and all but locked into a finish in the cellar after being picked seventh in the preseason. Injuries have helped to derail another season for Marty Wilson, a season that will be his last. The school will be releasing Marty at the end of the current campaign. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you, courtside or statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard, our control board operator, Carter Malloy. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air on KSL News Radio, network affiliates in Utah and Idaho bringing us to you. And globally getting us online at BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com, KSL.com, and the various streaming apps like the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, the TuneIn Radio app. Wherever you are tuning us in, we thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Well, Mark, we're in our 21st season together, and we've called some fun wins over the years, but for sheer dramatic value and improbability, it'll be tough to top what the Cougars pulled off last Saturday against San Francisco when, according to Ken Pomeroy's charts and graphs, BYU had a 0.8% chance to win with 30 seconds left in regulation, but the Cougars did win in overtime, and the hope is that somehow galvanizes this team in the stretch run, which features three straight road games right now in three venues that have not been very good to BYU since it joined the West Coast Conference. So what a way to hit the road with that wild win at home. Now can they translate it to pick up some wins in what have been tough buildings? Yeah, the, the Mark Roy index had a 0% chance, so I mean, <laughs> I, I, it was amazing. And uh, big plays, San Francisco dropped the ball a couple instances, and BYU made them pay and made the plays. It was awesome. It was as fun and exciting a game as we've ever seen. We, Like you said, we've been doing a long time, and I hope, Greg, that that is some kind of impetus to, to play a little bit better so you're not in that situation. But what it does, it says to these guys, no matter what the situation is, how bad it looks, we always have a chance. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep playing. Uh, the, the bad thing is, I mean, you're learning these lessons, Greg, and it's a little late in the season to be learning lessons. At some point, you got to put all those lessons into your game and, and really play well. And BYU just did not play particularly well. I mean, they didn't do anything terribly. They're turning the ball over too much, and teams are kind of figuring out how to approach BYU. So they've got to make some adjustments, play a little bit cleaner, play a little tougher. And if they can do that and start learning, taking some of these lessons that they've had to learn the hard way over the, this year and starting to play, this is the time. I mean, you're running out of ch- chances to learn lessons. I mean, this is it. you got to start playing, and it's got to start here in the, in the Fire, Firestone Fieldhouse tonight. All right. BYU Pepperdine here at the Firestone Fieldhouse. Top of the hour. One of five games in the league slate. We'll take a look at the standings coming up in a bit. We'll also hear from Pepperdine head coach Marty Wilson next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Plays it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. BYU Pepperdine coming up, staff at the top of the hour. Five WCC games on tonight's slate, one of them approaching halftime. In Spokane, Gonzaga, no trouble with Loyola Marymount currently. 37-18 to 18 with a minute 12 to go until halftime. When BYU and Pepperdine tip it off, so too will Pacific at San Diego. That's a big game that BYU t- keeps an eye on with... Uh, the Toreros and the Tigers pressing BYU for the three spot in the WCC. Also at the top of the hour, Santa Clara at Portland. Later tonight, St. Mary's plays at San Francisco. The Waves, uh, a Pepperdine entering a pretty punishing stretch at the tail end of their season. Home to BYU tonight at Gonzaga, Saturday at St. Mary's 
next Thursday. So the top three back-to-back-to-back for the Waves. They finish out here at home against Portland in what will be Marty Wilson's final game in this building as head coach. A short time ago, I spoke with Pepperdine's always affable head coach to get his thoughts on the school's decision to go a different direction and how it might impact his team tonight and down the stretch. Well, first of all, I've, I've gotten a lot of calls, uh, a gang of text messages, uh, quite a few tweets at me of, uh, of support. Uh, anyone that's coached, uh, especially college basketball, high-level basketball, um, they know that's part of the business. Uh, it is a fraternity. You never want to see one of your, your colleagues go down. Um, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me and and. and, and telling me, hey, let me know if I can do anything for you. Uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, it has been awkward um, just after communicating with the guys um, and then just seeing their response. And then we had to practice probably about 40 minutes, 45 minutes afterwards. And I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to get through practice. Uh, I let them free shoot for a little while, and I huddled some of the older guys up uh, together. And they hey, can we get through practice? And they were kind of in a day still. But I explained to them what we were going to do. We got through it, and we had a great practice. And that's been the, the great thing for us this year of, of all the adversity that we've gone through, all the injuries. And obviously with this, this situation now, our guys come to practice every day with the professionalism. Um, they challenge each other. They still compete. They still want to get better. And uh, that's all I can ask. Is it possible for them to play any harder than they've been playing for you? There's always a chance to do that, um, especially in the crunch time where we're losing some of those games where we're turning it over or we're not getting defensive stops. So those 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 are always opportunities to do that. I don't want them to think this situation is, hey, I got to do something even more spectacular. It's just the, the small margin of error uh, that we have to clean up to give ourselves a chance to win those games. And lately, uh, Marty, you guys are playing, I think, better basketball, uh, losing by closer margins, being right there, and maybe some finishing touches lacking. It is. It is. And, and part of it is a young team. Part of it is, is the inexperience. Uh, experience. Uh, part of it is the lack of chemistry because of the, all the guys coming and going uh, through injury and and not having a continuity to be able to finish possessions, finish plays, whether it's offensively and defensively. Uh, but, again, that that's our mindset, hey, of, of getting better at those things and giving ourselves a chance to be in those games and hopefully have a chance to win them. So that's going to be our mindset the rest of the way. And you get BYU in town, uh, which is a team that you've played really well in this building, obviously. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I know for sure those, those last four games won't carry over to this one. Um, most of those guys weren't uh, the guys that are that that are on BYU uh, weren't here. I see through those last few games. Most of our guys, Amadi Udini, is the only one that has lived through and played through some of those games. So that that has nothing to do with it. Hopefully, they just have the mindset and the pride to to want to play for, for Pepperdine, play for the name on the back of the jersey, uh, and for their families, and then just do all the things together that uh, they give us a chance to, to to possibly win. Okay, a couple of keys for tonight's game against BYU. Uh Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant. Those are those are the main two keys. Uh, we, we we have to try to make them uncomfortable. I thought they were too comfortable uh, up in Provo. Um, both scored the ball very well. So we have to do some things. We have to we have to be urgent um, on Elijah out on the perimeter. Uh, we have to be urgent on on Yoli down low. We have to try to double him and mix it up, maybe zone, uh, so he doesn't. Neither one of them gets in a rhythm. Uh, but those guys are the keys on on both ends of the floor.
All right. Well, Marty, this may be the last time we have a pregame conversation. So thank you over the years for uh, your thoughtful pregame interviews and postgame conversations. And uh, best of luck from uh, Cougar Nation to you. All right. I appreciate you guys. You guys have always been fantastic for me. All right. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. All right. That is Pepperdine head coach Marty Wilson. Mark, it gets said a lot, but one of the good guys in this business and uh, in this league. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's an interesting situation here, and I, I don't know what you think is going to happen to let a guy like it. He's had a great record against BYU, better than every other conference team except Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I, 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 you know, people have their own decisions, but it seems odd, the timing, and uh, even why do it in the first place. I think he's terrific. All right, time now for You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question for you. T.J. Haas has started 61 games of his BYU career, all the games of his BYU career. By the time we get to Vegas, he's likely to enter BYU's career top 10 in consecutive starts after only two seasons. Who is BYU's all-time leader in consecutive starts? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Start your day with the Matt Townsend Show. With our children, what might happen if we just allowed them to solve some of their own problems? 9 to noon Eastern on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it to give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. BYU and Pepperdine moments ahead. First up, the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. T.J. Hawes has started all 61 games of his BYU career. By the time we get to Vegas, he'll likely be in BYU's career top 10 for consecutive starts. But who is BYU's all-time leader in consecutive games has started? I got to say that uh, TJ's chasing his brother, right? Tyler Haas. I mean, I think he got hurt, but he's still able to play through it, and he's played a ton of games and started as a freshman. So, Tyler Haas. Tyler's not in the top 12, but that's a good You're guess. You're kidding me. Because remember, in his junior year, he missed a couple of games okay. with a groin pull, oh, uh, yeah, a lower yeah, ab yeah. pull, and so it kind of messed up his streak. Uh, your, your, speaking of brothers, your brother is fourth, Devin, at 117. A few games ahead of him, number one all time, Jeff Chapman, 122 really? consecutive games started. That's surprising because that you know, played fewer games back then. But, yeah, wow, that's that's impressive. Good he, job, Jeff. He was the ultimate Iron Man. All right, uh, that's uh, that's tonight's You Be the Judge feature. Cougar Tip-Off show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celius, three. Got it! Zach Celius makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. Let's pause 10 seconds for station ID on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report, brought to you by Timpanogos Regional Hospital's emergency room. Prepared to treat injuries of all kinds. Close to home, just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. Braden Shaw back home, recovering from an ankle procedure, and Ryan Andrus, the same from a knee procedure. Tip-off is coming up next, along with our starting lineups. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.